Welcome to Sportfire, the only podcast that asks the question, is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? I'm your host, Adam Weinerb, and you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Patrick Mahomes' motivational audiobook, How to Survive a Super Bowl Without Blockers, and playing in the background at the TB12 Anti-Aging Blood Preservation Clinic and Smoothie Bar. It's Super Bowl Aftermath Week, and what an aftermath it has been. So let us take a quick trip through the headlines. You want to be nostalgic for Super Bowls of years past? Here you go. Here's one that stinks. This week, America watched Tom Brady and the Bucks defense dominate the Chiefs en route to his seventh ring, and Bill Belichick watched Ice Road Truckers. It was never really close, but enough about the distance between Andy Reid's giant mask and his mouth. The Buccaneers took this one 31-9, with three touchdowns from Brady, two TDs from Rob Gronkowski, and 17 frenzied mid-game trade requests from Julian Edelman. Bucks owner Joel Glazer accepted the Lombardi by thanking healthcare workers for all the hard work they're about to do for the next several weeks after this game. Let's just say we're about to see a whole new type of Gronk spike. Of course, we'll never forget Bruce Arians' Super Bowl winning mantra, no risk it, no biscuit. Meanwhile, Andy Reid's mantra was no biscuit, four biscuits. Hey, what was your favorite commercial? I liked the three-hour ad for bribing the referees. Somehow when the confetti settled, the best Tom Brady tribute was still the weekend's plastic surgery bandage dancers. Brady was gracious enough to thank his teammates after the game, saying, I couldn't have done it without you guys, like Gronk, Antonio Brown, and uh, the pointy one. Ah, I want to say Big Ron. When asked where he was headed to celebrate, Gronk yelled, I'm going to Disney World for the third time this week. At the tail end of the blowout, a streaker sprinted past the Chiefs huddle, and I just want to say one, I'm sorry, and two, Ashton and Mila, I'll take the 150k in traveler's checks. Perhaps the greatest betrayal of all, though, was that Brady completely ignored Robert Kraft's parting advice. When you have your happy ending in Florida, don't let them tape it. Hey, why was Bruce Arians' 95-year-old mother at the Super Bowl? Not a joke, just a question I'd like answered. You know, it's actually a pretty good event to watch safely on TV, the Super Bowl. Of course, Tampa fans took to the streets to celebrate maskless Sunday night. Eventually, some of them even figured out it was the Super Bowl. I thought, I thought we were going out because my boy got a new hat. <laughs> we celebrating the hat. A lot of people are saying now that they believed in the Bucks this whole time, but that's ringing pretty hollow. It feels like the same people who claim they were real into Arcade Fire in 2002. Levante David's doing some real experimental stuff. You're going to want to check it out in a few years. No more football, so what do I watch now? Trick question, it's CNN's Stanley Tucci searching for Italy. Aaron Rodgers subtly dropped during the NFL honors that he's engaged to Big Little Lies actress Shailene Woodley. He also said he's happy in Green Bay, which is a big, big lie. The Philadelphia Eagles are getting ever closer to trading Carson Wentz, which will not change the fact that the main problem in Philly is in the front office. That problem is Carson Wentz, who is bolted to the floor inside the front office. In non-football news, Trevor Bauer agreed to a three-year deal with the Dodgers that makes him the highest-paid pitcher in baseball next year. 
Definitely a coup for Bauer, but not the one he was hoping for on January 6th. Derrick Rose has been traded to the Knicks, where he'll reunite with his old head coach Tom Thibodeau, but not his old ACL. When asked for comment, Rose said, Hey, why was Bruce Arian's 95-year-old mother at the Super Bowl? That's the news, which was brought to you by Manscaped. I ain't kidding. Here comes a live read. Support for Sportfire is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Now, Manscaped hooked me up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. Very exciting. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. And I know what you're thinking. You simply must be referring to footballs, basketballs, any various balls used in sports. Oh no, my friends. The balls on a man. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. At least, confident enough to talk about it on air. Hi, Mom, Dad, and Randy. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and easy. And don't use the same trimmer you use on your face as your balls. I shouldn't even have to tell you that. I, I feel insane telling you that, Randy. But nevertheless... Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com for all Sportfire listeners. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Randy, please move out of the attic. Later in the show, we'll have an exclusive clip from Houston Texans advisor Jack Easterby's stand-up comedy set live from the Super Bowl in Tampa. Also, 2020 Patriots linebacker Brandon Copeland spoke to me about what he's learned from Bill Belichick and also about Steve Belichick's mullet. That one's not a comedian. It's the actual Brandon Copeland, courtesy of Zebra Technologies, and it was an awesome conversation, so stick around for that. But first, we cut through the confetti to chat with the first lady of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Giselle. Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominated the Chiefs in Sunday's Super Bowl, further cementing him as the greatest to ever do it. And we are so happy to have his lovely wife on our Super Bowl recap episode. Giselle, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Many thanks. All in all, this was a pretty crazy season for you and Tom, and it ended on a high note. But it started with the family leaving Boston. What was that like for you? Um, very emotional. We had to say goodbye to all of our friends. And when we got to Florida, we had to hire all new friends. But this was a year of big change. I will never be in weather under 50 degrees again, unless I am in my cryo treatments, yeah, or visiting Lenny Kravitz's ice cave. And we have some big birthdays. I turned a big four oh. And Tom turned a big 5-4. Wait, Tom turned what? Oh, <laughs> I've said too much. All right. Um, so let's go to Sunday's game. What an incredible Super Bowl performance. It was one of Tom's best games ever. Yes. Tom was amazing. So is a Gronk, who I think is following us. <laughs> what does this mean for, for Tom's legacy and your legacy? You know, sometimes it is tough being super model married to the star quarterback, 
One time a nerd helped me to study for my big test and taught me a life lesson. But then I was like, wait, I have to get out of this high school. I am 34. But the game was incredible. Tom's legacy, it's simply the best. Tom is a luxury. And having the Super Bowl at home was amazing. I almost napped through it. Luckily, I woke up just in time at 8 p.m. That uh, that wasn't in time. Oh, yeah. I slept through the beginning, but I had them redo it for me. All right. Uh, well, pretty incredible game for you. What was your favorite part? When our biggest man let out a loud cry and the rains came down and the rains were everywhere. The The rains? Yeah, when it was all wet and Tom winked because of like how wet it was, yeah. Wait, Giselle, I, I don't think that happened. Did, did you not watch the game? No, I never watched the game. It is my great shame. I get so nervous. I cover my eyes with my small, small hands. So how do you know what happens? Well, after the game, Tom prints out the entire play-by-play and box score and reads it to me. I have an incredible memory. All right. Well, I I think you would have enjoyed this one, though. Tom was winning basically the whole game. Nobody told you? I wore noise-canceling headphones and just played the Uber Eats commercial with the Wayne's World boys over and over and over. Well, you missed an amazing performance. I know, but I was scared because my expectations, they are so high. He can almost never meet them. My husband cannot throw and catch the ball at the same time, you know. He cannot do the national anthem and a poem at the same time. My husband is not Amanda Gorman. Okay, Giselle, sorry, but where is that accent from? Anywhere you want it to be, my friend. Okay, well, the game turned out pretty okay for you, all things considered. And now that's seven rings for Tom. That's an NFL record. Well, no, it's five. No, I'm I'm sorry, I hate to do this to you. He he has won seven. I signed a contract on our wedding day. I get two and I wear them as earrings. Every day is carnival, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Okay, so now that Tom has, has won in a landslide, What's next? Can I be real with you briefly? Were you not real with me before? I was, but now I consider you a true friend and I feel I can do honesty hour. I'm honored, Giselle. Go for it. I'm worried. After the game, I saw Tommy marking up 23 calendars with important dates like training camp. Adam, I fear he has gone crazy. He has started calling our son football, which is not his name. It's only his middle name. I fear Tommy believes he can do this forever. He's always with the boys. The grunk is in our pool house. I am not sure how long he has been there. And twice this week, I have found Antonio Brown in our bed. Oh my God. The other night I caught Tommy wide awake at three o'clock AM, just punting, punting in the foyer. Very disturbing. Do you want to know a secret? Yes. We have the telltale heart in the basement. It goes boom, 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 boom. And then during games, I cannot hear it anymore. I think, I think it is Tom's actual heart. And he keeps it beating in like a case or a box during the day. What? 
Tom Brady keeps a loose heart in a box? His body is like a Mayan temple. I do not know how it is still so strong. How much more football can a 62-year-old man take? Wait, how old is Tom? Again, I have again said so much more than too much. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so, so I know all your family does is work, 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 but you have to enjoy this one. How are you two going to celebrate? Two words, jacuzzi, chandelier, two more words, pineapple, bouquet, living, tattoo, Vera Wang time machine, lavender gronk, no bedtime, Hamilton, reunion, secret surgery, turquoise windows, witchcraft sandwiches, February 20th, 2004, get in a time machine and tell your enemies. Oh, and another secret, there's going to be a baby goat. You and Tom are having another kid? No, there's a very small goat just wandering around our property. So small it fits in a pillbox hat. Would you like to have it? No, thank you. Giselle, everybody. Get the gronk out of my pool house, I beg you. I will try. Giselle, everyone, please help her get gronk out of her home. If anybody knows a gronk exterminator, that would be very helpful. Footage surfaced this week of Texans pastor and development coach Jack Easterby giving some sort of a strange sermon impersonating a bunch of different accents. Well, it turns out Easterby was just practicing for a full-length stand-up set he booked at the Super Bowl last weekend. Tape of that set has surfaced, and we can play you the exclusive audio right here on Sportfight. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's happening, dogs? Dogs and cats? Hey, it's raining cats and dogs in here, am I right? Cool cats. Hey, why is it only cool cats, but ever cool other animals? You never hear, hey, what's up, cool polar bear? Cool ocelot? I'm just spitballing out of my brain over here, y'all. There's some sick and twisted stuff in here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be in Tampa for the Super Bowl. It's great to be here. It's great to be somewhat adjacent to the Miley Cyrus concert. Hey, they call it the Super Bowl, but I don't see any superheroes here. It's like, hey, Superman, get out of the sky. And get back in that bowl. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my mic is on, right? You guys are hearing this? Cool. Hey, Tampa. Uh, Y'all sure got an interesting way of speaking down here. Hey, where's the grocery store? You're always saying that. Hey, where's the grocery store? I'm like, layoff, man. What am I, the grocery store police? Golly. Butter my biscuit. Everybody in Tampa has puffed out pants, a four foot tall hat, everybody. I've been all over the country and guess what? Everybody in America is a little bit different. Golly, butter my biscuit. Nobody wants to say my catchphrase along with me. That's okay. See, you got the Northern folk, right? The New Yorkers. They're always like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> and then you go down to Pennsylvania and they're like, hey, I'm walking there. Golly, butter my biscuit, guys. Come on, help me out here. Then you go to Chicago and they're like, can I have a sausage? Can I get a sausage? They lean back their 10 foot long shirts. 
and they tuck their thumbs inside the zippers of their jeans. And they say, if you don't trade Deshaun Watson, you're stupid. A smart guy would trade him. They all say that. Golly! Butter my biscuit! Come on, guys. We just went over this. Now, you go to Massachusetts. I remember everywhere I went in Massachusetts last year, people come up to me and they say, I'm Tom Brady. Get the fuck off my property, Jack Easterby. Did you just try to feed my dog cinnamon? Everywhere, they all be saying that. Raining cool cats and cool dogs. Call back. Now you go to Houston, you go to the Texans facility, and the guys in the front office are always like, Dang, Jack, what did you crush up into my Sprite? It's not some sort of mind control drug, is it? Golly! Butter my biscuit, guys! It's not that hard! <laughs> it's like you haven't even chugged the Sprites I gave you yet. <laughs> Folks, you've been great. I'm Jack Easterby. That's my time. I'm gonna be the new CEO of Amazon! Jack Easterby, everybody. You can catch him at the Chuckle Hut in Tucson next Tuesday and trading the face of a franchise for peanuts next Thursday. Then two more nights at the Chuckle Hut. Up next, I'm going to be running an interview I did with 2020 Patriots linebacker and current free agent Brandon Copeland. He's an awesome guy, an entrepreneur, as well as a football player, and he comes to us via Zebra Technologies. This was a great conversation, and we recorded it before the Super Bowl, but I left a question about the game in because Brandon was totally right, and it makes him look like a genius. So, let's go. Thanks so much for uh, for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, uh, I want to just know a little bit more about Zebra's partnership with your charity, Beyond the Basics. I want to know how that got started and, and what's going on there. Awesome. Yeah. So Zebra and I partnered together on creating a, uh, so we do a, an event every year as beyond the basics, our foundation, we do an event every year called the December to remember. Um, we go out and we try to find ways to, um, provide great holidays for people. So usually it's kids and in person this year, clearly we had to do things virtually and me being a competitor, I wanted to take it up a notch. So, um, we ended up partnering with Zebra and 19 other NFL players and Amazon as well to uh, give $800 Amazon shopping sprees to 200 families across the country, across 19 different states. So we're talking homeless families, we're talking domestic abuse survivors, single parents, people who have lost a family member due to COVID, some essential workers as well. Um, completely surprised them along with them getting a chance to meet some players from their, you know, hometown teams. And uh, it was it was awesome, man. It was awesome to find a, a cool way to give back virtually. Um, but, you know, really appreciative of Zebra for, for supporting us in in trying to put smiles on people's faces. Yeah, the the tech that Zebra provides really does sound amazing, obviously. Um, it's the future of the league, as, as far as I can tell. How have you used the technology to become a better player yourself? Yeah, I think uh, we I've used it to become a smarter player, right? Smarter about my body and protecting the biggest asset that I have, right? So, you know, you, you want to know how much you've ran in practice, right? Oh, I did. 300 yards more than I typically do. I probably need to hit the cold tub today. I probably may need to do a, few, a little bit of extra stretching, stretching so I don't have um, residual effects that'll carry into the game 
via soreness and all those things. I also like to compete a little bit and understand, hey, you know, I'm faster than you. No, you're not. You're not faster than me. Well, actually, look here. It says I'm actually faster than you, right? So I think that there's a number of different ways that we as players uh, utilize the information. But I think for me personally, the most important benefit to it is being able to protect the asset that is, um, you know, that allows me to play football at a high level. Awesome. Uh, so we're both Ivy League football champions. You won with Penn in 2012. My freshman year at Brown, we won. Uh, I wasn't on the team, but I lied to a bouncer and told him I was the long snapper, so they let me into the after party. Um, yeah, so not not really, but you know. Um, but you you actually won the Ivy League title. What was that like? What was it like on campus after that? How how would you do you feel like a big man returning to campus after winning a pen? Because at Brown, at Brown, the the celebration was small. I will tell you. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say it didn't feel like you know Buffalo flying back in after, you know, going to the playoffs with the fans sitting there at 4 a.m. or anything like that. But uh, it was for the people who did, you know, value the football team and, and hang out with the football team. It was it was big. I mean, the the the, the parties were great. Right. That's what, you know, a, a good part of it. But also just the campus was um, very, very elated for. Uh, the accomplishments that we had. And so during my time at Penn, we won three championships in four years. So, you know, at a certain point, people kind of get used to it. Uh, but it was every single time it was just, um, you know, a celebration to remember and, and a culmination of a lot of hard work, a lot of great journeys, you know, um, and that's clearly what, what you play the football game for. Yeah, so you are a Wharton grad, like you said. You you know your your business acumen is very much on display uh, on your site and with your creative agency, Copeland Media. Um, you're all about finding an authentic connection. It feels like between brands and consumers. So I'll, I'll turn this to football a little bit. Um, say Roger Goodell comes to you and says, "What could the league do different to market its players? What do you think the league could improve upon in that area?" Yeah, I think that we could use our players more to show more organic messages and things that we're we're interested in and passionate about. I think, you know, we do a, a decent job in, in highlighting guys from here to there with, you know, some in, inspired change um, ads and campaigns and, um, you know, different ways to highlight the, the my cause, my cleats. But I think that these things should be more of an all year round, you know, initiative, right? Um, it's not just the month of October when my, my cause is important to me or November, whenever they do it. Right. Like, um, and I just think that that's a, a, a cool thing. We have a lot of guys, a lot of different personalities, a lot of interesting things about them in the locker room. Um, and again, I don't even think it's a Roger Goodell or just an NFL issue. Right. I also think it's just a media issue in general. I think sometimes we, we are looking so much for the sob stories right and there's a lot of guys who come from hard backgrounds and things like that but I think that you know instead of us always seeking out those sob stories right we need to highlight and encourage and, and use those as motivation as well but I think that there's also a bunch of amazing stories and, and um, amazing players who are are you know doing amazing things in not only their communities but in their families and in the world and I think that we could allow them to share those stories more often that'd be cool to see awesome i, I totally agree and, and hopefully we we help you share that story a little bit here um so you were on the patriots roster this season uh, as your first season in new england 
it was also kind of the first season of a new era in New England, the first year without Tom Brady. Um, Bill Belichick, obviously, still there, still very involved. What was the atmosphere like for you joining at that, you know, really interesting point in time? Yeah, yeah, very. Um, I mean, to, to pair everything with COVID, I think nothing really, uh, <laughs> nothing really felt the same or, or, or normal, right? You know, you didn't, you had a whole spring where you didn't even get a chance to meet your, your new teammates in person, meet your coaches in person. Even when you got the chance to meet them, it was all, you know, you know, elbow bumps and, you know, let's stay six feet away. Um, you know, so it was a, a completely different year all around, right? And I think that by um, coming into a new place, especially being a veteran uh, player, you know, you, you understand that you have to focus on what you can control and what you, um, you have to focus on yourself, you know, quite frankly. Uh, you know, you come into this season and you, you come into a, an abbreviated or it's an extended form of training camp, but no preseason games. And now you got to learn a playbook and learn, uh, you know, the teammates and scheme names and all of those types of things and getting ready for the first game of the season. Um, and, you know, to be quite honest, you just don't end up having time to think about, you know, who's here, who used to be here, who wasn't here, who's not here today type of thing. You're really thinking about how do I make sure that I stay here myself, <laughs> right? So, yeah. um, so, you know, not dodging the question or anything like that. I just think that this year was was totally different. Um, you know, this is the first time I ever flew out to a game uh, and hadn't practiced in a few days. So, you know, I just think that it was, it was a different year all around mentally. Totally understand. Um, but you, you did have Coach Belichick on your side. Um, mm -hmm. How what did you learn from him this year working with him and, and how involved is he with the defense sort of on a daily basis still? Yeah, I learned to never leave a stone unturned. I think it was it was an awesome um, experience just seeing how his mind works and how the, he how detail oriented he is and how you know from from understanding the way the wind is blowing understanding the grass and the field type understanding um, the, the other team and their schemes and who they are and you know it, it was just a, a total um, total MBA in football right I got my master's <laughs> degree in, in football right and, and I had an opportunity to learn from from coach, so um, yeah, it was it was it was an amazing experience, and you know I'm still still re reflecting on it, and also as I do my off season preparation for this current season, it it, it is about um, what can I take from the things I learned from him, the team this year in general, and how can I apply that moving forward in the future. Awesome. Um, so obviously, you know, this year was different, you know, your first year in New England, and it's this crazy year, unlike anything else. People don't necessarily think of the Patriots locker room as like a laugh riot, like a hilarious locker room. But we've sort of heard stories that like Belichick can make you laugh. And like, maybe it's funnier than people know. Who'd you say is the funniest guy in that locker room? And is it sort of a loose atmosphere? Yeah, man, I, there's a lot of funny guys in the locker room. man. I think when you think of funny, I think of Dietrich. Dietrich Wise, um, I think of um, Shali Calhoun, think of the McCordy twins, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, I think what you get is everyone is a, even coach, Coach Belichick, um, you know, he, everyone is a businessman. When I think about it, you think about Floyd Mayweather, and Floyd Mayweather is a lot of rah rah, a lot of talk, a lot of hype, 
Well, if you ever notice, like I study people, I study athletes, I study competitors. When he's coming out on the fight, he is stone face and he is focused on the mission, right? And that's what the Patriots organization is, right? Like we can have fun in preparation and learning and the journey. However, when it's fight time, there's nothing else that matters. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to be a part of. Awesome. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself, obviously. Um, Steve Belichick, I got to know. I need to know about the hair. I just, I have to know <laughs> about the hair. It, on TV, it works. Like, it really works. I don't know why it works. But what's yeah. it like in person? Like, <laughs> Look, man, he, he pulls it off. It's, it's funny because, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you kind of like, you know, where did you get this from? Was this a, you know, was this a joke for, you know, a, a week or two or a month or two? But no, nah, this is this is him and, and he's sticking with it. So, um, no, nah, he, listen, if you can pull it off, can't, can't knock it, right? I don't want to. You know, hate on him for that. <laughs> I, I look nothing but love for me, man. I would never, I would never hate on it. I can't do it, but I would never hate on it. Right. Uh, yeah. Now I, I have to ask because this is the hot topic of the week. We're coming up on the Super Bowl. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about Tom's legacy and Bill's legacy. So, mm-hmm. do you have a take on that? Do you feel like either one deserves more responsibility? And have you heard from the guys in the locker room this week? Because Danny Amendola talked a little bit about it, started a little bit of a firestorm. Have you guys talked about that at all? I haven't personally talked about it at all. I think that, you know, when you look at them both, I think that they both benefited from being with each other, right? I think that these things are partnerships. And you, we've seen how um, some amazing talents and amazing athletes have been, um, had their talents potentially wasted or squandered being with the wrong coach and organization, Right. And so, you know, it takes two to tango <laughs> to a certain extent. And it also takes, you know, the, let's not take away from the, the rest of the guys in the locker room who've also helped work to build and grow and, and create these people, right? Like me, personally, I'm going into my ninth season in the NFL, but I'm, I am not the player I am without the experiences in year one, year two, the coaches who come in and imparted wisdom for good or for bad, right? And so I think that they both benefited extremely um, from being with each other and then also being confident in each other for a coach to say, hey, you have the start over Bledsoe, right? Um, you're, we're, we're sticking with you. And then also continuing to trust in each other for 20, 20 years or so, right? Um, it's, it's a beautiful relationship. So you you mentioned learning from year to year. You're coming into free agency this year, uh, off an injury. How are you feeling? Are, do you feel like you're back up to speed and ready to go and show other teams what you're made of? Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. I know that you know that's the expected answer to say, but I think that for me personally, it's like you get that you get that chip on your shoulder all over again, right? When you, you, you I was in the gym today with a couple guys, and I'm just talking trash the whole time, right? While I'm working out, like they don't expect me to come back. They don't, how I'm going to come back bigger, faster, stronger, right? So I love it. I love the energy. I love being counted out, so to speak. I don't even think I'm counted out yet because I think people have seen me me do this time and time again. But I really can't wait to put on the helmet, put on them shoulder pads and come downhill and whoop somebody's lead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do before interviews, too. I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, nobody thinks you can ask good questions. Right, nobody right. thinks you're ready. Like, I love that. I love that motivation. Uh, I will. I'll let you go with this. Um, Big game Sunday. Everybody's going to be watching. 
what do you think is one matchup that you'll be watching for in the Super Bowl that the general public like me might not be thinking about? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching. I'm me being an outside backer. I'm looking forward to watching the, those one-on-one matchups on the on the uh, the D line and the O line, right? Like I'm looking forward to see how they try to get pressure on Mahomes and Brady throughout the game, right? And and uh, I think that that's going to be a really really cool uh, thing to watch, right? Because you have two weeks to prepare. You know everybody's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Mahomes can move around. Brady has you know mastered understanding the pocket so i'm extremely excited to watch those battles and see who can get the quarterback down off the time awesome uh we'll all be watching i really appreciate the time brandon and appreciate you know heading into a big off season looking forward to your next steps thanks adam i appreciate you man brandon copeland everybody you can catch him being good on a football field up next my final flame four words thomas edward patrick Brady. Four letters. G-O-A-T. If it wasn't official before, it's set in stone after Sunday night's win. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. But what about across other sports? Is Brady the greatest of the great? Noted sports scholar Ben Shapiro weighed in this week, but it's so hard to come to a consensus. Here's how things stand as I see it. Michael Jordan is basketball's goat, and he's a level above Tom Brady, football's goat. One notch below lies Bill Russell, basketball's greatest champion, who is the trophy goat. Then comes Serena Williams, the tennis goat, Emeril, who is the goat chef, then Muhammad Ali, the goat boxer, then the Denver omelet, the goat omelet. But I know what you're thinking. Is the Denver omelet really goatier than Tiger Woods? Yes. Tiger ranks next. Then Mark Cuban, then Arthur Ashe, then Running Water, the goat liquid. And right after water, it's Wayne Gretzky. Then the Denver omelet again, because it's also the goat use of ham chunks. Then comes Conor McGregor, Democracy, the goat system of government, Usain Bolt, Bud Selig, Advil, and then the goat, which is the goat barnyard animal. Which brings us back to Tom Brady, the goat at finishing lists. I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. My thanks to Lauren Ireland, Brandon Copeland, and Jack Easterby, who was me. Catch you next Thursday. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.